Uh, welcome back to another episode, a special episode of the Home Run Porch Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Madison. And we have our first guest. We sure do. Um, in the studios with us, uh, Bill Lucas, who uh, is only out at the Red Hawks game or is retired now. As, yes, as I was only for 25 years. 25. So what year? What I started. The f- I'm the older, longest lasting uh, person out there. I was there from day one in 96 when we got the franchise. Uh-huh. And I did the first games. They were at Mickelson Field because the turf hadn't been put in yet. The, the stadium was there, everything was there, but there was okay. no turf. So we played down at Mickelson for, I think it was like six games. And that's when we had Daryl Motley, who was a former Kansas City Royal. And he yeah, had, like, like 8,972 home runs in three games. Because every pop-up, <laughs> you know I mean? He had a pop-up and it was gone. I mean, he, he just... Yeah. Sounds I mean, like Yankee so, Stadium almost. Yeah. Well, you- okay, now, you just said Yankee Stadium. You do know that... The Red Hawk Stadium is the exact dimensions of Yankee Stadium. I did not know that. Is that true? Yes, yes. The the playing field and the and the reason why it is the exact dimensions of Yankee Stadium is because of Roger Maris. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. So, little yeah, nugget so there. The every so if if we're, when our guys are hitting them out, they're hitting them out of a big league park, and that's what guys playing. So it is Yankee Stadium. So Bill, uh, let's dive into when did you first like experience baseball as a kid? Oh, I was I was lucky enough to have an older brother who um and I'm not demeaning him because he knows it says it. He wasn't a great athlete, but he was a great older brother. And so I started liking baseball when I was I probably started throwing it around when I was one our first second grade. And then I got lucky that we had little league uh, teams. So I was about, I want to say third grade. There was also no T-ball. You know, there was none of this. It was like, you're getting it thrown to you, not by a coach, by a player, and you go around. And so I remember that my brother would go outside with me in the backyard and we would throw and he would do everything from, he would just start putting the glove and getting close. And then it was like, here, here, he'd move the glove on where it had to be. How, how, old, how, how much older is he than you? Seven years. Okay, so he's quite a bit older. Yes, yes. So you're how old at this time? Four or something uh, like when that? I was, when he was making me hit the target, mm-hmm. whatever, I was probably six. Okay, so he's 13. Yeah. And he's not rifling in at you at a little oh, kid. No, no, no. He's just, he, <laughs> yeah. basically it was just like, throw him, and it, he didn't even hit me grounders. He would roll grounders, I'd pick it up, and he'd put where the glove was, and I had to get to the glove. Wow. And so. Where, you, did you grow up in Kentucky? Or? Yeah, okay. I grew up in Kentucky, but it was northern Kentucky, right across the Ohio River, so I grew up a Cincinnati Reds fan. Okay. So, yeah. So Who was I, your I guy grew, growing up? Uh, it's funny, my guy was Lee May. And oh, yeah. Lee Mays, yeah, yeah. he played first base. Yeah. And it was funny because when uh, that was right about the big red machine, but yeah. they traded Lee Mays and somebody else to the Astros for Joe Morgan, who turned out to be a hell of a yeah. second baseman. Oh, yeah. And then Tony Prez was our third baseman. It moved to first. And I was upset because Lee, he was the guy. I loved him to death. But then once it got to the part about the big red machine, um, like 75, 76. Yep. There's all those Yankee teams or yeah. whatever. But if anybody talks about a, the big red machine, 75, 76, they were just untouchable and they did some amazing things. Uh, you talk about, um, Johnny bench. I'm sorry. To me, he's the greatest catcher ever. Great. There's Pudge Great. Rodriguez and there, whatever, but bench. Are you a big Pete Rose fan? Uh, no, you're not. Oh, no. I am. Uh, I well, am. So you're a loser. I can't blame that. But no, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The first bat I ever got, remember I talked about my brother. Uh, I was about 10, 
and my brother took me to my first major league game and mm-hmm. it was a bat day and it was at old Crosley field. Yeah. And that was when you got real bats. Yeah. You didn't get the little ones. So <laughs> yep. we go to this and I guess someone had taken my brother. I didn't know, but so he took me and we took a bus and went over to Crosley field and I get this bat and you know, it was really good size and it was Pete Rose. I wanted to leave Maywin, but my best, one of my best friends, he loved Pete Rose. I mean, he would, mm-hmm. we played wiffle ball. He dressed like Pete, chance like Pete Rose, yeah. everything. So he loved him. But the coolest thing, and it was again, this was, uh, my brother said, wait till, wait till later innings. I didn't know what he was talking about. Well, everything was concrete. Okay. And so whatever inning it was, all of a sudden I started hearing, boom, boom, boom. And it was yeah. all the bats yeah. just, and again, they're the big bats. It's not a little one you could yep. do it. And yep. so it was boom. And the whole stadium was just yep. shaking. And this little 10 year old kid was like, this is the greatest thing ever, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and also uh, when I say I'm not a Pete Rose fan, of course I was a fan because there's a few things that he did that I think are amazing. Um, one is I'm not, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he's the only baseball player that's made the all-star team in every position except as a pitcher or catcher. He's been first base, second base, uh, third, third base. base for a long time. Maybe he's not, left field. Maybe not shortstop, yeah. but he's done every outfield position. Okay. So he's one of those. And I got to watch Pete Rose because, again, he was a hell of a player. I mean, the guy got so much out of nothing. I still remember I was watching uh, a guy hit a fly ball to him out in left field. And guy from third tagged up and Rose just came and through it and it went on a straight line hit the guy right in the head before he slid and the guy just dropped <laughs> it was just you know that was awesome and so you know those kind of things and i will say again the, i really was upset when major league baseball did what they did when i'm sorry he's the all-time hit leader hit leader and when uh what's the gentleman name? played for the mariners for so long oh ichiro ichiro okay. when ichiro they said he was the leader because they took his yeah. his hits from the Japan. Japanese land. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. no that is right. not. Rose is. You know, you can like him or dislike him. Hmm. He's the hit leader yeah. all time. Now, if Ichiro had played all those years in the, in, in, in the National League, yeah. he would have he absolutely he passed him. Probably, yeah. But again, it's but like. It's, yeah, I agree. It's like, I agree. It's, not, it's like when someone tries to say, well, we won football. We won 15 the, straight The USFL games. championship. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Right. <laughs> Something like thing. that. So yeah. anyway, but uh, the the reason why I have my whatever with uh, Pete Rose is I saw him at the Cincinnati airport when my friend Tom Coleman and I, and we saw him, we went right over Pete. Pete, we wanted to get an autograph or anything. And he just was like, I don't have time for you guys. And he just took off. Was he still playing at the time? Oh, yeah, he was. So it was, was pre all the scandal. Oh, it was pre, it was pre uh, everything. okay, I get that. 70s. I get that. Okay. Is, so it's like, I'm this little kid, and it's like, I see him, you know, Pete Rose, awesome. And he just like, get out of here. Oh, uh, see, and that, that bums me out yeah. because, so, of the, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, know. let's get, okay, so you were a baseball sure. fan growing up. Oh, then. yeah. And, I, was baseball your sport over I, other sports? I was, I was probably the best at baseball. Uh, pretty good at football. And I have to tell you one thing. This is, you have a claim to fame. I got two claim to fames as a baseball player. One, I had an unassisted triple play. Oh. I was playing center field, and there's a guy on first and second. And this other kid, for some reason, the coach said, come on in, come on in. So I came in. This kid hits this fly ball to center, and it's going to drop in front of me. And I'm just like, Booking, running yeah. like crazy, getting there, getting there. And the guy from second took off because the guy from first, this guy's not going to catch it. I get to it, I catch it. I step on second okay. and I point, I touch the guy coming from second. So, <laughs> so unassisted triple play. There's not a lot of people can say that. I, I have one too, actually. You, you have one? Little league. Yeah. Same league. situation. Um, guy on second 
guy in third, I'm playing third base, pot fly. And it was, you know, they were, we were probably nine years old. Yeah, so the right. kids didn't, the base yeah. running wasn't no, smart. Yeah, not the greatest. But the guy the from short just took off took and he off. was standing right there. Right and I tagged him, walked over and stepped on third yep, base. There so. you go. That's wow. cool. Yeah. But then my other one that's kind of not as something to be proud of, uh, I'm probably one of the only people that got their first hit of the season in an all-star game. Because <laughs> <laughs> we would have our all-star game. We'd play like 14 games in this summer and they would have it right in the middle like the majors yep, yep, do. Yep, so yep. I had I had gotten out of baseball for for about I took a year off just whatever and when you come back man it even a year the eye's not there yeah, and the not I, the I mean I couldn't catch up with the ball but I was playing third you know I could always catch well so the first seven games I didn't oh, have a hit yeah and so I get a phone call that night um from one of the players, he says, hey, Bill, I was supposed to tell you are on the all-star team. I was like, oh, funny. What did you guys quit messing with? That's hilarious. <laughs> and he's like, no, my dad's a coach, and my dad said you're on the team. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I made the all-star team. Get up to bat. My first time is a shot over the center fielder's head. Oh. So first first hit of the season was at an all-star awesome. game. Defense doesn't really get you in the all-star game yeah, anymore. No, yeah, that's, yeah. no, no. I think it's one of those like, well, we need a third base. Oh, we know Bill. Yeah, well, that is. Okay, so okay. let's get you to, to, sure. to Fargo. So okay. I, I'm really curious about you. We've told me a little bit about the story before, but how did you get to be Oli? Did you go to the team? Um, okay, in 96, yeah. when they decided to you know have the team and create it, they put an ad out for oh, okay. um, for mascots. Mascot, and sure. one of them was for Hawkeye with the costume and stuff. And at that time, I was late 30s. I don't know, maybe 36, 37. I'm not sure. And I thought, well, you know, that might be kind of fun. Because at that time, I still could move. And the knees weren't shot and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought I could do that. But then I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. And so I didn't think anything. Well, they also decided to create this Oli character. And Oli is, you know, the Oli is the guy from the, I go to the farm and then I come watch my Red Hawk boys because they're good boys. But the reason for Oli was the St. Paul Saints. Yeah. The St. Paul Saints have a trained pig. Yep. And so the pig were saddle with the balls in it and he would take the balls out to the umpire. That was their shtick. Yep. So they thought, let's have the farmer, Oli. He comes in, we put him in a rocking chair and he could take the balls out to the umpire. Mm -hmm. So it was really kind of on that. And so for about maybe Close to two years, I was in the rocking chair total all the time. Never went up the stands, never worked with people or anything. And then over time, I just got, I'm, you know what, I'm here. I'm an entertainer yeah. and started doing stuff. But the way I got the job was they listed and had tryouts. And I didn't go for that because I was like, I'm too lazy. And so I heard two people tried out. One was just, they said, some old guy came in, come, came in and told a bunch of dirty Norwegian jokes. So he wasn't who we wanted. So, you know, whatever. So, that. so then they said, and the other guy was a former student of mine who was probably like 19. Yeah. And so they didn't want him either. And so I don't know how I heard that. And then, but they saw, I saw the ad again. I thought, you know what? I'll give him a call. So I called the Red Ox and I said, hi, I'm Bill Lucas. I teach theater in town. You know, I, you're looking for somebody I'm kind of interested. And they said, oh, okay, well, we'll send you over to this. Uh, who's in, the woman in charge of this. So I get it. And I said, hi, I'm Bill Lucas. And I was like, Mr. Lucas. The person that was hiring was one of my former students. Oh, there you go. And so Julie Upgrand. Uh, <laughs> so she hired me. And so I guess you could say I had an in, but again, I, I probably nobody else wanted to do it. But so that's how I got hired, kind of just uh, whatever. And I was thinking two, three year gig, you know, just something kind of fun, goof off for a couple of years. 
25 years later, I was still doing it. Was the contract, I mean, they play, what, 50 home games, right? Yeah, 100 seasons of 50 home yeah, games. Yeah, and how many, were you at every all 50 games? The first or? two or three years, I think it was three years, I did every home game. Okay. And then it was like, you know what, I kind of want to have a life in the summer. Yeah. And so we, I went and talked to them, and they said, well, what could we do? And I said, well, you can't have another Ole just because of the, it's a person. Where you could, but I said we could have a Sven or we could have something like that. And Mm -hmm. so, Mark Coomer, who's a great friend of mine, and we taught together for years. And I said, Mark, would you be interested in being uh, Sven? And we'll be only in Sven and we'll show up at different times. And he goes, I don't know. And so they talked to him and so they hired him. And so, for about four years, it was Oli and Sven, and we mm-hmm. split the games. And then uh, one of the years that they came to me, and they just said, uh, you know, we're just deciding that. And they didn't say why, and it didn't matter. But they said, we're just going to go with Oli. And we called Mark and talked to him, and da 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 And I said, I'm not doing 50 games. And they said, yeah. nope, you do 25 to 30, and we're good. And I said, if you okay, I'll do that. And so for the last, what, 19 years, it was just Oli. And people still, I mean, to this day, they ask about Sven. Because oh, Mark really? was, and, and of course, it's always, I never am nice about it. How come Sven's not here? He's a loser. Loser Sven. We had to get rid of him. <laughs> so did you so get to, you, did, did you, were you allowed to pick the games you wanted to go to? Or there were certain games I'm sure they wanted you Yeah. To, um, the but. way, the way that worked was once it got to be where it was just me, uh-huh. um, I kind of made my schedule my own along with, are there certain games you want? Yeah. Right, so there, but then it turned to probably the last five or six years, I would just call Carl, Carl up and say, you know what? It's summer. I, I don't go travel a lot. I can make most of them work. Pick the times you want me there. Yeah. And then they would pick about 20 games and then I would pick five or six, seven more. And then also, but I always had the option of, you know, Carl, something's come up. I I'll just switch, switch games. Never a problem with that. So what, what was it like, like creating the, uh, creating Oli as a character like i know right away they call like on the baseball cards i have lots of red, old red hawks baseball cards they call you the baseball carrier you know <laughs> and how how was Oli like evolved from where it began to where yeah. It, it yeah. was well, like i said Oli was basically just supposed to be the trained pig <laughs> put him in the chair <laughs> take the balls out the umpire and doesn't need to, doesn't walk around and see people and again i was like i don't care that's fine i'll go do this it's no big deal and, but then I would start standing up and it was like, they're missing a huge opportunity. Yeah. There was, because Hawkeye was a blast, but Hawkeye couldn't talk. Right. He couldn't interact and I could. And so I started just a little bit. And at the beginning, one of the people, not Julie, but there was another person that kind of was in charge too. And she was like, you know, you know, I want you to do this and you be right there and you'd be here at six o'clock and the game didn't start till seven and nobody's there. It's like, are you crazy? And so... I just started slowly realizing I don't need the job. So if I do what I want and they fire me, it's no big deal. (laughs) So I just started doing kind of like the way I taught it was like, if I think it's good for the kids, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so as Oli, if I think it's good for the fans to make them enjoy the game more, I'm going to do it. So I started doing everything from, I would go in the stands and tell stupid jokes. And the nice thing is, is I could tell the same joke in each one of the sections, you know, like the big one I've used forever is whenever they had college night. Okay. And whatever college it was, if they were wearing NDSU hat or a Concordia hat or a UND hat, I would just say, what school are you from? And whatever school they mentioned, it's like, I'll talk slower for you. And and huge laugh. It doesn't matter who you're making fun (laughs) of. So all these jokes that I would use and then little bits, I, I did magic 
sometimes because I love close-up magic and yeah. little kids. And so I'd come out and do things like that. And just slowly it got to be where I spent less time in the rocking chair and more time out with the fans. And it became truly they expected only there. And if I wasn't out, you know, in the crowd, they were like, well, you just sat there the whole time. Or So that changed my I still try to keep track of the game to get the balls out most of the time because I even started turning that into something by juggling the balls as I yeah, walked I out do and so. doing some stuff there because any time that I could entertain, I was trying to entertain. So, And just so you know, all the umpires love me. It's so <laughs> it's so funny because, again, you think you're just this goofy whatever. So many umpires have said, you know what? I heard about you. I'm new to the thing this year. And everybody told me, you got to watch you. You're going to be good. And this is fun. And then they'd come down to the series, you know, down the road. And they'd say, where were you? You were to the last series. We were looking for you. <laughs> and so and I had one umpire. Oh, gosh. He was having a rough night. I mean, his balls and strikes were atrocious. <laughs> and and so, again, I just sit there because, I'm, I mean, they're the umpire. I'm not going to get into their face, but I'm just watching them. Holy mackerel. I go out to him. He wipes his face. He says, holy, where were those last two pitches? <laughs> and I said, I said, he said, those weren't strikes, were they? I said, they weren't even close to strikes. <laughs> and he was like, I'm having such a bad night. <laughs> so, you know. It only got the, it's just, it's, I said he was kind of like a bartender. It's people would tell me everything because I just, I was just there, you know, so that was cool. But the character just changed over me going, how can I entertain him? Because I'm not playing baseball. I'm one of the entertainment parts. I also want to know when, uh, when did you add on Cotton Eye Joe? <sighs> okay. I how did that come about? I love to say this because first I didn't add on Cotton Eye Joe. I clog to Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> and I always say that because people say, do the Cotton Eye Joe. I say, there's not. It's, I'm clogging. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another great one. A lot of these happen because of former students. Uh, a former student, Matt Langamo, was the sound guy for the Red Hawks. And so um, he would, it was about the third or fourth year. He would, at the top of the ninth, he would usually play either Cotton Eye Joe or Thank God I'm a Country Boy or one other kind of country song. And again, people think I'm making this up, but I truly, when I was down there being Oli, and I'm, I'm just thinking, what are they watching me for? I'm just here by the rocking chair. There's nobody watching me. And so I, uh, he played um, Cotton Eye Joe, and I learned to clog when I was about 18. So oh. I started doing the clog steps to Cotton Eye mm -hmm. Joe. And I was there right by the rocking chair. I didn't try and make it a big deal. And I just did it, nothing. And so the next time we play, I did it again. And all of a sudden people were like, yeah. I'm like, Oh man, people are watching me. Oh my God, I did this. And so, okay, well then Matt was always trying to get me to do it without saying things. So he would play. Well, a few times he played, thank God I'm a country boy. I looked up, I said, I can't clog to that, Matt, not happening. Mm -hmm. And so it finally got that he knew the only one I could do a decent clog to was um, Cotton Eye Joe. Well, then we decided to make it kind of the good luck, good luck charm for the Red Hawks. Only, only dance to the Cotton Eye Joe at the top of the ninth, if we were ahead, that we that was the only time we did it. So we did it that way, and that worked out okay for about a year. But then by the next year, people would always say, "Hey, Oli, are you dancing tonight?" And I would go, "Well, it depends if they played a song or not, Oli. We'll find out, you know." And when they played, I would dance. Well, on the nights I didn't dance, they'd get phone calls to the <laughs> to the stadium. They go, "Hey, Oli didn't dance last night. What's the deal?" I paid my ticket. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, and they would get phone calls, and it's like. Well, guess what? We're changing. It's not going to be the good luck charm. Every night that Oli's there, they're playing Cotton Eye Joe. And it's so funny because it is literally the simplest steps possible. 
And I try to make it so it looks like more than it is. And also, I think people are hard. I mean, a lot of people think I'm much older than I am. I mean, when I was in my 50s, I had people saying, we thought you were in your mid seventies or something. Cause I move <laughs> slow anything else, but for 30 seconds, I say it's a lot like Toby Keith. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever yeah. was. <laughs> so I can pull off that 30 second dance, but that's about it. What? Okay. So I, last night was the first time I've, I saw you mm-hmm. do things. So you did the, the juggling and I yep. knew the cotton on Joe thing was a thing. Mm-hmm. What were there things that they expected you to do every game? Never. They really? just, I, I had free run to do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Okay which was awesome it was because it made it so much more fun because I also helped in the earlier days. I also helped with the, the games in between. So I did some of that stuff. Um, but again, I literally, I would say last five, six, seven years, I came to, if the, if it was a kind of a slow game and the people were just kind of, huh, I'd probably sit and watch more of the game and take the balls out. If I could feel the energy coming, man, I'm just up and I'm going to wherever I did. The one thing I tried to do is if I was going in the stands, I did my best to hit almost each section, mm-hmm. you know, because again, I got to know people. And so I'd always go to see them and talk to them and make jokes. Oh, and the, stuff. the fans that yeah, were the there fans, a lot of the game. You know, the so yeah. that, but the only thing that, and they never even once told me I had to do it, but I just thought, you know what, again, uh, I'm an entertainer. If I can get there, I should be able to get somewhere else. And I tried to do that. Mm-hmm. So, but never once was I told what to do or what not to do. <laughs> you know, I, the sort of the, the famous mascots, the San Diego chicken. And yep. he, after he stopped doing San Diego, he kind of toured around the country. Yes. And I saw him at a twins preseason game mm-hmm. years and years yep. and years ago. And one of the things he did was he came out one of the innings and he became the third base coach. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. it was a preseason game. So yeah. it wasn't, it didn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, and I just remember going, Oh my gosh, as a coach, I'd be furious that this yeah. guy's out here kind mm-hmm. of, but you're like, well, it's a preseason game. It's for entertainment value yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I kept watching you wondering, is he going to do something like that? Is, no. and I didn't know if you yeah. were going to be there like yelling at the ump for bad calls yeah. or something like that. Super and, fan does that. And okay. that's his kind of shtick. Oli's never been that Oli. Oli is everybody's friend. Uh-huh. You know, the umpires love me. The people, the, I have, I have more friends over the, over the 25 years that I made with the opposing teams. I was going to say, you sit next to the, the yeah, opposing dugout. Which, was that by design originally? That was, no, that was because Doug Simonick didn't want me next to his boys. Oh, was that, was he the coach? <laughs> oh, was he the coach? Doug Simonick so was the first manager the Red Hawks had. Okay. And they, he was a manager at the, for the Winnipeg Gold Eyes. And when the Red Hawks started, he came from them. Okay. So there was some major bad blood. But so they put my chair next to the Red Hawks dugout. Yeah. And so I was doing some stuff and I didn't do anything but take the balls out. And I didn't talk to the players. Well, it was either for the second or third game. I come and I'm told, your chair's over there. And I'm like, why? And somebody said, oh, Simon doesn't want you next to his players. Like, really? Fine. He really gives you the Buford T. Justice yeah. vibes. You so, know? <laughs> but anyway, what made it great was I'm so glad he felt that because I had guys from every team and again with the cotton eye joe if there were new players and they said hey somebody told us that you dance at the top of the ninth are you going to do it tonight mm-hmm. you know or that and we talk with them did you so, get to know the coaches and the players and the other teams and so you'd see them oh yeah yeah when they would come like as they would you know, I'd, I'd have sometimes i had my chair stolen by them they would sit <laughs> and hide it or yeah. when i'd move, get away from the chair or something they come and sit in it well until yeah. i got there so did you ever i, I I coached baseball for years, and I just love baseball. And I, yeah. I was watching where you're sitting. You're sitting down there next to the, the ball boy, 
And I'm like, you're not in a perfect spot to get a, a foul ball, but you could certainly get a, a stinger that comes flying over there. Did that ever happen over those years where you're yep. sitting in that chair? <laughs> yep. Did it hit I, you, or did you duck? Or no, was it- I had, I had. Uh, it's funny. Um, I've been hit hit twice. Okay. And one was just came and drilled off my foot, which wasn't a big deal. But I had one, and this is weird, as you would think that where I'm sitting, because I'm on the first baseline, yeah. that it's the right-handed hitters. Yep, right. yep the right-handed hitters, yeah. Never hit by, it's left-handers. For some reason, it comes and it comes straight at me. Huh. And one of the players, he played for us, I think, the year before. And then this year, he's playing for another team. He's left-handed, and he drilled one, and it hit <sighs> me right here. And it was stitches and everything were there. And I was like, oh, and thank goodness it... I have a little muscle there, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. if it had been up here, it would have broke it, you know. Yeah, so a little here. ahead of that. And then, well, the, you know, the baseball's so. changed because of, I remember, uh, not Delman Young, um, the, 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 the Twins player in preseason hit a foul ball and he hit his mother. Mm-hmm. And it was it was down in yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And uh, or Fort Myers, and he hit, and it just it, and he just ran over there mid, mid at bat, and ran mm-hmm. over there and made sure she was okay and stuff. Yeah. And that's why the, they have all the netting now. Yes, exactly. And they they require the kids, the ball boys and the bat boys, they have to and wear the batting helmets. And, yeah, to wear the batting helmets. But I was sitting there, I was looking at you, and I was like, there are a couple times you weren't looking while the pitchers come. I was like, oh, yeah, and he's a yeah. sitting duck. Well, it's kind of an odd spot, yeah. so it's not well, really common to get the hit. The thing there, is, but. and it's funny you say that because, and I'm not being a wise ass on this. I may not look like I'm looking, but I've been there enough that I know what's yeah. going on about because that's the same thing. Whenever I have a new bat boy or a bat girl, it's like when the pitch is there, you're looking right there because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. And so that was the one I got drilled. But also, I was up in the stands one time mm-hmm. and I'm talking. And even then I looked down and see what's going on. And another one got drilled right to the to where I was sitting. And the ball hit would have hit me right in the face. Yeah. It drilled and hit that. And I was like, ooh, well, he's glad he wasn't down there. Yeah. And <laughs> and then the funny part that was, and I think it was last year, uh, there was a foul tip that was kind of loop that came over toward me. And without thinking, I just jumped up and I grabbed it and kind of fell into the net. And so I caught the ball. Well, the Red Hawks have the play of the game. And this game that day was just boring as all get out. Nothing was going on. And so Jack Michaels says, and the play of the game. And so it's like, and it's there. And there it goes. And Ole's going for it. And he pulls it in. What a catch by Ole. And then he said, I think Ole signed his first contract in 1947. <laughs> you know. So, But the funny thing is, like I said, I was there 25 years. Got hit twice. Yeah. Super fan. His first night, he got hit. He was oh, up on the dugout walking and got drilled. And so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, it was really scary. It was about I think the first fifteen years there wasn't that mesh going down, mm-hmm. and we did. We had people getting hit right and left, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" They just had the net right behind home plate, kind of right deal. behind home plate, and stopped. The netting stopped right where my rocking chair was. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. So yeah. people yeah. further down the they the, were getting, and yeah. they got drawn. I was like, "What are they doing?" And is of it, course, the first time they put the netting up, I was like, "Oh, this is terrible." Remember how after, controversial it was? Yeah, even I, I know. And, I know. And I know. after <laughs> and and you know, you watch the game, and after you know two minutes, it's like, oh, you don't even realize it's there. Yeah. So. We were at, when we were at the game last night. Like I said, it was my first game last night, and mm-hmm. there were a couple times foul balls would come up, and when they get to get over the net, they got to take a long time. So there's plenty of time, but there are people that wouldn't react. No, remember there was a woman that it, like, it landed right next to her, and I'm like, 
that have been a foot over that would have drilled her in her yeah. head. Yeah. Well, what we always tell them once the nets went up, and Superfan's really good at it, but I did the same thing. We would tell people, it's like, okay, if the ball goes over your head, keep looking because if it goes back and bounces, it's yeah. coming right back down to yeah. you. And that's happened quite a few times where people are like, oh, dude, 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 and then the ball comes back and almost drills them there. So. I was kind of hoping to get yeah. a baseball. I, I told oh. Madison that I was going <laughs> to tackle his mother if she got the ball. We had one that was pretty close. Pretty close, us, about, yeah. yeah, about 10 yeah. chairs away. Let so. me ask you, Bill, now sure. that. Uh, per se, this was Oli's last game last night. Yep. Would you be okay if someone else stepped into the role as Oli? You know what? I, I, I'm totally serious. I could care less. Yeah. And I don't mean again. I I loved playing Oli, and I had a blast. And and I would. I mean, people would see me downtown, not dressed as Oli. And hey, Oli, how you doing? And so there is that persona. Um, I even had people. They'd buy me drinks and bars because oh, you're Oli, and I do that stuff. So truthfully, I don't know if it could be pulled off, not because I was that good. It's just, I did it that long and that's right. what it was. But, um, at where I am, I really, if they said, Hey, we're bringing someone else new as Oli, I'd probably see it as I would, I would say, you know what? I don't want to get paid, but I'm going to show up one night and just mess with them. <laughs> just, and again, cause I don't care. I think to me again, it's not like someone's trying to replace Bill Lucas. Oli's a character. Yeah. He's not a person. He's a character. So it's, you think of any TV show, movie, play. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else plays James those Bond characters. Plays James the Bond, yeah, they yeah. play those characters, you know? And so I understand why they wouldn't do another Oli just because it's, it's that face. But uh, Okay, I got one last question for hey, you. I got one last answer for you. You had, was your, the overall getup, the farmer getup, was that the costume the entire 25 years? Yes. Because, uh, all I could think of was hot last night. It was, it was. Oh, degrees, yeah. and I thought, oh, yeah. oh my god, there must be some days yeah. where you're just well. That I mean, there were some days and day games. It was 110 on the field, Oof. and so what I again, what I would joke with is that was the again. I had so many jokes that would come just out of stuff with the fans. So I started one time. It turned into whenever super hot. It's like, well, folks, I want you to know we got the Red Hawks Jenny Craig weight loss program. You're getting that <laughs> for free. Come for this, and then the other one, and it just came. Without even thinking, I walked by some lady and she goes, oh, oh, you look hot. And I said, that's what they tell me, and then, you know, or thank you, ma'am. You kept so, going underneath the stands. What's underneath it? Yeah. Is, like, is there magic under there or something like that? What you guys go into the stands? Is there, is there an air conditioned room or anything? You I wish. What's I, that? I know, right? <laughs> it's basically you go under and there's like a mesh area that we could just kind of sit and have some water or okay. whatever. So cool that's where all so the, like all the props and everything are kept there. And then if you keep walking, it'll take you out to where there's the underground ticket place okay and then once okay. you go out if you, you go one way to the our locker room and the other way to their locker room okay one more question your sure. best fan memory you've had yeah best fan memory yeah okay oh boy <laughs> uh, let's put it this way. i'll tell you one off camera okay all right <laughs> but my best fan memory and in, in this uh, i will to this day there was this um little girl and um she uh, had Down syndrome, mm -hmm. and she would see me, and her eyes would light up. And whenever she would see me, she only oh, and put her arms out, and I would go to her, and we just get the biggest hug, biggest hugs forever. And she, it was just, it was amazing for all the goofiness I did. That was so it, it just filled my heart. Mm -hmm. And there were probably 
you know, so she was going there. And I mean, I'm not sure how much she aged from, it might've been, you know, when she was seven or eight, but when she was in her late teens, early twenties, it was that special thing we had each other and I would see her and she would just cheer and clap. And so if I had to pick a favorite, yeah, That's that was awesome. a fan that, and, and everybody teases me because I have all these pictures where it's like, Oli's with these beautiful women and da 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 and all this <laughs> stuff. And I always joked with that, I said, Oli can get the girls. Bill Lucas couldn't. <laughs> Nobody, everybody wants a picture with Oli, but they care less if it's Bill Lucas. But well, Bill Lucas, fan. thank you for coming on the Home Run hey, Porch podcast. Uh, Oli, you had your, they immortalized you with the bobbleheads. Yep. And then actually kind of looked, it's a very good rendering of it you. It is really nice. Oh, yes. it, it's scary nice. because yeah. I, the, again, I'd used the joke last night. I told all the parents, just have a cloth to cover these up at night because that looks like my face. It'll scare your children. <laughs> so just cover the face up. So well, congratulations. Yeah, 25 years, 26. 25 years. 25 years. Because I was there guy. last night, I'm the only worker that has worked at least one game every season for the Red Hawks. Wow. There you go. Well, congratulations <laughs> on a great career. Yeah. Thank you. It's thanks been awesome. for being thanks here. For, hey, thanks for having me, guys. I had yep. a blast.